All right, so let's learn. All right, so this might sound like the shear is inspired because of Thanksgiving. It's not because of Thanksgiving. It's not because of Thanksgiving. It's because of the Parsha. In the Parsha, we have the first time in Tanakh. In this week's Parsha, we have the, 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 a reference to a minig, to a custom. Lovin says to Yaakov Avinu when he's, 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 he's working to be to marry Rachel. So we, everyone knows that Lovin tricks him and he's marrying Leah first. And Lovin explains, that's not the minig hamakam, that's not the minig over here to marry the younger one before the older one. The older one has to get married first. So really that's where I'm coming from to talk about Menhagim. Now it happens to be the minig that we're going to be discussing is the minig of saying halal on Rosh and other things, just the concept of Menhagim as we'll see. So it might sound like it's Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving. It's the Parsha. Okay, just let that, let that be known. Fine. Okay, let's begin. So, Maramaka number one. Uh, so, to, to, to give a little bit of a background of where this is coming from. So, the Gemara says in Sukkah, a Memdalat a Medalif, wasn't too long ago that by Hashanah Rabbah, we know the Minig is, the, what the Kali Yisrael does by Hashanah Rabbah is that we clap Hashanahs, right? So the Gemara says in Sukkah that there's a Machlokes, where is that coming from? We know that it, it's nowhere in Chumash, it's not like it says in Chumash, they have to clap Hashanahs on Hashanah Rabbah, it doesn't say that in, it's, it's not like a Mishnah anywhere, so where is this coming from? So it says the Gemara in Sukkah, Memdal and Medalev. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shubham Levi. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shubham Levi had a disagreement. What is the Shorish? What's the Makar of this Indian of, of hitting Hashanah, of, of Aravas on Hashanah Rabbah? So Chad Omar, so one says that Arava Yisoyed Nevi'im, one said that this was a Takana, this was a Gezerah, this was a Rabbinic decree that was established by the Nevi'im, Yisoyed Nevi'im. The Chad Omar, and the other one says, no, 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 it wasn't a Gezerah, it wasn't a Takana established by the Nevi'im, but Arava Minig Nevi'im. This was a custom that they did, and it sort of spread uh, naturally. The Jewish people saw that Tzadikim do that, so they started to do it, and it became a Minig. So this is the Machlokes between Rabbi Yechon and Rishim Levi. Is clapping Aravis on Hashanah Rabbah, is it a Mamash Adin Darabonon? Like you have a Lachis of, uh, of, you know, let eat chicken and milk is mid you know, we have Darabonon, so this is also Darabonon, they have to clap Hashanahs, for whatever the reason. Or it wasn't even a Darabonon, it was just a Minig that developed and, and was established. And obviously it got, you know, for it to be, as we'll see soon, for it to be a legitimate Minig, it has to be given a stamp of approval by Chazal, but it wasn't, but it's not like Chazal tell you to do it. If Chazal tell us to do something and it starts top down, you know what I'm saying? That, that's a takana, that's a gzera. When it's bottom up and it starts from Klal Yisrael and then the, Jew, then the Chachamim say, you know what, it's a nice idea, we give our approval, that's called a minik. So that's the machlekes. Was Aravis top down or bottom up? In other words, was it a gzera? Yisoyed Nevi'im, how the Gemara calls it? Or a minik Nevi'im? That's the machlekes. Now the Gemara says again, we have this machlekes between Rabbi Yechon and Shimon Levi. The Gemara says we weren't sure in the tradition who says what. The Gemara says, testayim Rabbi Yechon and Huda Amr Yisoyed Nevi'im. But we can prove that it's in fact Rabbi Yechanan, he was the one that said that it was a Gezerah. The Amr Abavo, Amr Rabbi Yechanan, because we have a tradition, Rabbi Vo said that he has a Masar from Rabbi Yechanan, that a Rava, Yisayid Nevi'im And so Rabbi Yechanan says, the, he's the opinion that says it's a Gezerah, which means Rabbi Shubin Levi is the opinion that it's a Minig, and that's the Machlagis. Okay, that's the Gemara. Now, Rashi over there brings the issue, it's like, what's an Afkamin? Who cares? Either way, you have to do it, right? So, like, what's the difference if it's a gzera, if it's a, you know, from chachamim, top down, or it's a minig with the consent of the chacham bottom up? What's, what exactly is a nafkamina? So, Rashi in Maramokah number two explains the nafkamina. Now, the truth is, again, uh, just, you know, drawing back the curtain, Rashi's not making this up. The next gemara, the, the gemara that we just said was mem dalad amid aleph, a mem dalad amid the gemara basically says the nafkamina that Rashi's about to say, just Rashi's, 
you know, he, he preempts the Gemara. So he says like this, V'nafkamina, says Rashi, what's the nafkamina? The nafkamina is the loy boy bracha. The nafkamina is whether you can make, whether you're supposed to make a bracha when you clap a shanas. When you shake a and answer, you say a shirkit shanu, and so on, on the tiyas lulav. Do you make a bracha when you clap a shanas, a shirkit shanu, to clap a shanas? Do we make such a bracha? Well, says Rashi, that's the machlaikis. If, the, if it's a takana midrabanan, then you make a bracha like any other takana midrabanan. But if it's only a minig, then you don't make a bracha. Why would you not make a bracha on a minig? So says Rashi, Because the word vitzivanu doesn't make sense if you're talking about a minig. Because a minig is not included in the prohibition of leisasar. What's Rashi talking about? So Rashi's referring to a Gemara in Shabbos. Now this is where it's Hanukkah related. The Gemara, the Gemara when it comes to Hanukkah, so it's in Shabbos, the Gemara asks the question. The Gemara says, what bracha do you make on, on, on Menorah? So the Gemara says, Ask the Gemara, You commanded us, Hashem commanded us in Hanukkah, when did Hashem command us in Hanukkah? It's Medra Bonham. So says the Gemara, no, no, no. Because it says in Pasuk that you have to listen to the Chachamim, and it says in Pasuk there's a law, there's a prohibition, that we're now allowed to turn away from the Chachamim. If they say right, you go right. If they say left, you go left, right? That's the, the mitzvah of Leisasar. So says the Gemara, because there's a biblical command of Leisasar, which obligates us to listen to the Chachamim, so everything that they say is backed up by a biblical command, sort of, you know, as a, you know, by, by extension. And so therefore, it's shaykh to say vitzivanu. You could say vitzivanu on a darabonan because the, 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 the force behind it is a pasuk in Chumash of Laisasar. Says Rashi, that's only true by a darabonan. But when you're dealing with a minig, there is no Laisasar backing it up. When it says in pasuk, you have to listen to the Chachamim, that means everything that they tell you top down. But something that started bottom up, like a minig, and they're just giving their consent, it does not have the backing of Laisasar. Doesn't have the backing of Lysasar, so then you can't say the word Vitzivanu. You can't make a bracha Vitzivanu. You follow the logic. Again, the Gemara says in, in, in Shabbos, why do we make a Vitzivanu on candle and Menorah, even though it's Darabonan? Because it has the force of Lysasar behind it, a biblical command to listen to the Chachamim. Well, says Rashi, that's only true when you're dealing with a Darabonan. When you dealing with a Minig, it doesn't have Lysasar. And so, Mamela, when whenever you're dealing with a Minig, you're never going to be able to make a bracha of Asher Kitchen of Vitzivanu. Because there is no command from the Torah that's forcing you, compelling you to listen to this. There's other things that we. The, the, so there's other reasons why we have to listen to a minig. It says in uh, it says in 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 in, in altitash tarasimecha. We have from Nevi'im there's such a thing that you have to listen to 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 minhagim that the Jewish people established. Maybe it has maybe it has some sort of element of a nether to it. But a but a pasuk of leisaser which says listen to Chachamim, that only applies to some of the Chachamim are telling, them, are telling us top-down, not Minhagim. So again, so going back, so says, says Rashi, what's the nafkamina, whether Aravis is a Minig or a Darabana? The nafkamina is whether you can make a bracha or not. Says Rashi, again, the nafkamina is a bracha. If it's a Minig, then you don't have to make a bracha. Because you can't say the word because it's not in contained, it's not included in the midst of Lysasar. That's the, that's the Gemara, that's Rashi. Okay. <clears throat> So that's, that's an open Gemara, this is clear. That again, that clapping a Ravis, if clapping a Ravis is a minig, which is how we assume as well, by the way, clapping a Ravis is a minig, you don't make a bracha. And says Rashi, why don't you make a bracha? Because he can't say vitzivanu. Why can't you say vitzivanu? Because there's no mitzvah from the Torah that's, that's pushing this. There's no, there's, no, uh, there's no strength that's obligating you to follow this minig because of Lysasr. That's Rashi, that's the Gemara. Okay, so far so good? We're good? Okay. Maramukha number three. Comes Taisvis, 
And Toysus now raises the following issue. Says Toysus, Some people see this Gemara and they make the following observation. If the Gemara is saying that clapping a Ravis is a, if it's, if it's, is a minig. And because it's a minig, we don't make a bracha. So, yesh medakti mitarkach. So, therefore, Samri Shainim, says Taisus, made the following point. If, you, if the Gemara says you don't make a bracha on the minig of Aravis, because it's only a minig, then that should, and then following suit, it should also make sense that we should not make a bracha of Asher Kishon Vazitzvana, Lukraisa Halal, whenever you say Halal and Rashkaidish. Why? Because even though saying Halal and Yontif is is could be deraisa or at least midrabanan, but saying hal and rishchaydish is only a minute. And how do I know that saying hal and rishchaydish is a minute? So says Taisus, there's a gemara in Tainus. The gemara says a maisa that Rav Iklalabava. Rav was from Eretz Yisrael. Rav was in fact the tradition is that Rav in fact was really Rav, Rav Abba, the student of Rishim Barichai. So Rav was married to Israel originally. He moved to Bavel. And Chazi, the Korahal Rishchaydish, says the Martinus, how, uh, the first uh, Rishchaydish, Rav, Rav is in Bavel, he sees in Shul that people are saying Halal. And several laughs the Kino. Rav never heard of such a thing. He never saw that growing up in Eretz Yisrael, they say Halal and Rishchaydish. So he wanted to clap him a beam and to stop them. The guys are making a mistake. It's not Yantav. What, what are you saying Halal for? Shamada Kamadal Giva Ozli. So when Rav was about to stop everyone, but then he noticed that they're skipping, right? Halal and Rishchadish, we skip paragraphs, right? We don't, it's not the full Halal like it is on Sukkot or whatever. Omar, so once he saw that, so he said to himself, okay, Shmami, you know, Minig, obviously it's just a Minig that, that they're doing, and that's why it's not 100% the same as a regular Halal. In other words, what do we see from the Gemara? Clear that Halal and Rishchadish is a Minig. It was such a Minig that Rav never even heard of it. So we're, it's definitely not a derais, and it's definitely not a derabon, and it's a minig, and, if, and, and for that, it's a minig that derived in, in Chutzlaretz, it seems. And so, so says Taisvis, if Aragamara says that clapping Aravis is a minig, and because it's a minig, you don't make a bracha, so if Halal Rishchaydish is a minig, you shouldn't make a bracha either. So says Taisvis, therefore, yesh medaktikim, there are those that say taki, you don't make a bracha on Hal on Rishchaydish. Okay, so far, that's the first sheet of Taisvis. For Rebbein Atam, Oimer, Kanzer Rebbein Atam, Rebbein Atam says, no, it's not, it's not a riot. Even though we don't make a bracha on the minig of Aravis, but you should make a bracha on the minig of saying Halan Rish Chaydish. Why? What's the chilek? So says You can't bring a raya from Aravis that you don't make a bracha by Aravis to also not making a bracha by Halan Rish Chaydish. Two separate things. Why? Now we'll read the words and we'll see what he means. Says Rabbi Natam, when it comes to Aravis, if it wasn't for the minig, like what are you doing? I'm, I'm taking branches from a tree and hitting on the floor. It's mamish meaningless. Uh, it's, it's nothing. The only significance of this act is the fact that it's a minig. Okay, so there's such a thing where the only significance is the minig factor, you don't make a bracha on it. And since why you're doing this is not midrabana and it's not midrais, it's only a minig. El minhaga It's not chashava enough to have a bracha for it because it uh, because really all you're doing is something that without the minik factor is mamish a meaningless act. halal. Now the Rebbeinu Tam says an interesting thing. But when it comes to reading halal, at the end of the day you are reading words of words of Tyra, right? Halal is, is psukim in tehillim. These are kapitoch tehillim. So therefore, says Rebbeinu Tam. Look, the way to think of it is, take away the minic factor. What are you doing? Well, by Aravis, take away the minic factor, I'm doing nothing. I'm not nothing. I'm taking branches, twigs from a tree, and hitting on the floor. I'm, I'm wasting my time. But when it comes to Hal and Rishchidesh, 
if he took away the minic factor, what am I doing? Nothing. I'm not doing nothing. I'm saying kepedach That's a good zach anyway. I'm saying tayr. So because if you take away the minic factor, at least there's something chashuv, which is reading words of Torah, that's kedai to make a bracha on. That's what Rabbi said. Now, it, it, at the end of the day, so we have to explain this more. So take a look at Maramukah number four. So in Maramukah number four, the Hagoyis Maimini, which is one of the Ashkenazi, it's, in, it's an interesting sefer, Hagoyis Maimini, because it's, a, uh, it's one, of the, one of the Ashkenazi Rishonim, and it's really a, um, a, a sort of a... a it's a sefer that compiles a lot of shitas of Ashkenazi Rishonim, but he wrote it on the Rambam. So the Hagayis Maimini, it's the Hagayis on the Maimini, on the Rambam, but it's all Ashkenazi Psakim. So that's what's a little bit confusing. You would think like on the Rambam he'd be quoting Svaradisha, but it's, it's an Ashkenazi Rishon. So over in Hagayis Maimini, in Hilchus Megillah, Parakimel, in Hilchus Megillah, in the Rambam, the Hagayis Maimini brings down, he has this discussion, again, making brachas on a minik. Again, what we know is for sure, the Gemara says by Aravis, you don't make a bracha if it's a minik. So now, again, by extension, so some Rishonim said, so Hal Rish Chaydesh is also a minute, so you don't make a bracha on that. Said Rabbi Natan, no, it's not a raya. Hal and Rish Chaydesh, you would make a bracha, why? The words of Rabbi Natan were like, Garmakarba Tire. It's not any worse than, than reading Chumas, than reading Tire. It's significant, it has significance. What, what does that mean? So comes the Hagais Maimini, he, he gives a little bit more of an explanation. It still needs a Hezber, as we'll see soon, but a little bit more. Says Agai Smaimini, the Chain Rabbeinu Simcha Kasav. Again, he's quoting it in the name of Rabbeinu Simcha, who says the same thing as Rabbeinu Tam, it's the same opinion. The Chain Rabbeinu Simcha Kasav. Rabbeinu Simcha said, he wrote, Shiyesh Levarach, then no, you should make a bracha on Hal and Rashkhaidish. I, you don't make a bracha by clapping a Ravis. Again, the same language and same concept as Rabbeinu Tam, is that again, take away the minig, it's no worse than, than learning. It's no worse than learning. And now, now the Agai Smaimini explains. We know that throughout the year, so obviously, you know, we, we, every single morning you make berachas Torah. So, so Torah demands a bracha, right? That's what we do. But the truth is, it's interesting, is that even though every single one of us makes a berachas Torah in the morning, but we find an idea that whenever there's like a, a special learning, it also has like a, its own individual private berachas Torah. So for example, by laning, we just laying this morning. So everyone gets up by the gets, whoever gets an aliyah makes the bracha right the shavuach and so on like what is that? So that's birchas atayra. I want to be You said birchas in the morning, okay? But this is special learning. There's a unique learning. So there is such a thing. I mean, even even Pesach night. So the Rishonim point out, you know, before the Haggadah really kicks off with the Psukim and Arami Avidavi, there's a line that we say baruch hamakim baruchu baruch shnas and tar yisrael right all that. What's baruch? What are you saying that for? Like what is that? So you know the Rishonim say the Rishonim says it's a birchas you're about to say Pesukim Arami Ravi Ravi. You're about to say Drashas. So you make a Birchus Atar. When Birchus Atar? You said Birchus in the morning. So you see, this, this idea is that although there's a general Birchus Atar that your, the daily learning requires, which you say in the morning, but whenever there's special or significant learning, Chazal are open to this idea. Not just open, we see that they do this. They establish a unique, a special Birchus Atar for that individual learning, whether it be an Aliyah whether it be Pesach night. And now the, now the Rabbeinu Simcha gives other examples throughout the year, right? So the minig, the, the custom is, like by Tisha B'av, we lay in Eicha, right? Um, on Sukkot, we lay in Kehelas, right? Uh, Pesach, Shir Shirim, Shavuos, Rus, right? All these Megillas. So says Agais Maimni, Vafil Megillas Rus, when it comes to laying Rus on Shavuos, or Vikinus, or Eicha on Tisha B'av, or Shir Shirim on Pesach, Yesh Mesecha Seifrim, says Rabbeinu Simcha, you should know that in Mesecha Seifrim, which is one of the, uh, 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 a collection of brises, 
So it says over there, Shemavarchem, that you talk and make a bracha on each one of those Megillas, just like we make a bracha on Megillas Esther, right? Lekroyas on Bikr Megillah, right? That everyone knows. But the Mesech HaSeifim says you should make the same bracha on Eicha, on Tishvav, and on uh, Rus and Shavuos. Any Megillah that you like, you make a Sherkish Shanu on Bikr Megillah. A Sherkish Shanu on Bikr Megillah. I. What, why? Because that you're about to learn Tyra. I said Berchus in the morning. Again, this idea. <coughs> Unique Tyras have their own bracha to them. Now, says the Rabbeinu Semcha, Now, what's interesting is, is that this, this idea of making Al-Mikra Megillah on Eicha, on Rus, on Shirashirim, and Kehelas is not mentioned in the Gemara anywhere. It's not mentioned in the Gemara anywhere. But, so, but yet, nevertheless, the Minig is to do it. So what do you see, says Rabbeinu Simcha? What we see is, is this idea of Rabbeinu Tam. Is that if, you're, if, if, if what you're dealing with is just an action of clapping twigs on the floor, that's meaningless if not for the minute. But says Rabbeinu Simcha and Rabbeinu Tam, but if the minute that we're talking about is basically learning Torah, that's what the minute is. It's just that it's always a good idea to learn Torah and you could always learn any Torah you want. The minute developed of like learn this particular Torah at this particular time. So whenever you're dealing with that, so then it's, it's legitimate, Taka, to have, a, to have a bracha on it. Because the bracha that is being said is a bracha on learning. And learning, we find, is always appropriate to have a bracha said with it. Even though we have a birchah Torah throughout the day. But we see already, we have roots in, in Chazal to such an idea, that whenever there's unique and specific learning that we pick to do, has its own brachas, whether it be laning, right? Or by Pesach night by the Haggadah, and we see even by extension. So let's make so they make the following extension. Then even learning that the Jewish people, on their own, decide to take upon themselves that would also re, uh, be, legitimize a bracha. And so this is the idea of Rabbeinu Tam. The Koshkin Hal Shagam Lachachmi Talmud Hayyaminik. If by uh, by Hal also, so Hal is therefore words of Tyra. And so this is the idea. Says Rabbeinu Tam, this is the Chiddush of Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Simcha. Is that again, usually you're right. Minig doesn't, we don't make a bracha on Minig. But if you're dealing, but if the Minig is to learn specific words of Tyra, then that's a type of Minig which would legitimize a bracha. Because we find this idea that, and it has precedence in Chazal, that we know that, that for sure, Mikr Hadin, Tyra demands a bracha. And we find more than that, that specific learnings also legitimize a bracha. So now, if the Jewish people um, take upon themselves to make specific learnings, and again, the, the force behind it is a minic, but what we're deciding to do is to take upon ourselves specific learnings, whenever it's learning, learning legitimizes a bracha. That's the idea of Rabbeinu Tam and Rabbeinu Simcha. Okay, that's the idea. Now, to, to give a little bit more flavor to it, and a little bit more depth, so if you take a look at Marmokah number five, this is a piece from the Briskarov on the Rambam in Hilchas Brachas Perak Yad The Briskarov is dealing with this sugya and grappling with this issue of making a bracha on a minig. When do we? When do we? When don't we? And he's dealing with this Rabbeinu Tam, this Chiddush of Rabbeinu Tam. Is it again the Chiddush of Rabbeinu Tam is that there's different? It depends on what the minig is about. Again, if the minig is is telling us to just do an activity which would not, not have any significance, not for the minig, like clapping a ravis, you don't make a bracha. But if the minig is telling you to open up a sefer and to learn it at a specific time, learning anyway is shaykh to brachas. Anyway, we find that learning comes with brachas. 
We have Birchas in the morning, you have Birchas by Laning, you have Birchas by Megillahs, you have Birchas by Haggadah. So we see this Musig already that's firmly established in Chazal, that bracha, that Torah comes with Brachas. So, so, so now what you have is a Minig telling you what to learn and when to learn it. So fine, so now the Minig is telling you on Hal and Rish Chaydesh, right after Shemun before Asher, before Laning, learn Kapetach Tilm, say Kapetach Tilm. Okay, so you're dealing with, you're dealing with Torah anyway. Tyra is, 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 is it's, it's, it's suiting for Tyra to come with a bracha. And so now the question is, okay, the minig is telling you what to learn and when to learn it, so fine. So once you have the minig backing you up, now you, could, uh, you should make a bracha that's appropriate. That's the, that's the Svar Rabbeinatam. Comes to the Biskorov and just gives a little bit more flavor. For Rabbeinatam Svirlite, now he gives a little bit of an explanation. The, the fundamental principle that Rabbeinatam is dealing with is the following thing. Rabbeinatam is coming from a certain assumption. That the truth is, the reason why we don't make a bracha on minig, like clapping a ravis, is lav meshum diyev shalom b'vitzivano. See, remember Rashi. Rashi said that, you know why you don't make brachas on a minig? It's because the, the, the backing, what's, what, the force behind the minig is not so chashim. There's no leisasra. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing really compelling you to keep it. There's nothing from chumish compelling you to keep it. So what's vitzivano? You can't say that you command it. There's mamish no command to keep it. Mm-hmm. So says, says, says uh, that's what Rashi said, says the Briskorov, Rabbeinu Tam is assuming not like that. See, Rabbeinu Tam, that's the point over here. Rabbeinu Tam is not questioning the veracity and the, and the strength of the minig. What's the issue with Rabbeinu Tam? The language of the, you know, Brisker Lashen. The Briskorov is saying is that the, the reason why we don't make a minig by clapping a rabbis, according to Rabbeinu Tam, is not because, hey, listen, who says you have to do it anyway? That's not the issue. The issue is not because you can't say B'tzivano. The issue is, is because this, this experience, this action of clapping a rovis in a vacuum is meaningless. That's a problem. So what are you going to tell me? So I understand I have to do this because I have a minute. And, 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 and he goes on to say that according to Benetam, we find this in the Rambam, Leisasser also applies to Minhagen. But the question is, what is the minute compelling you to do? According to Rabbeinu Tam, by Aravis, you know why you don't make a bracha? It's because, with the, of course I have to do it. I have a gun to my head telling me to clap Aravis. The gun is called Leisasar, for sure. But what am I being told to do? Uh, nothing. I'm being told to do something which doesn't by itself have any inherent Torah significance. That's why you don't make a bracha on it. Not because there's no vitzivan, not because there's nothing compelling you to do it. Of course everything's compelling me to do it. It's just, what am I doing? So comes by a ravis, uh, that's what, the, the, the chef, it's not a chef sashol mitzvah. But when it comes to learning, learning is significant. Learning is significant. So he goes on to say, he says like this. Say it again? No, the Torah made it significant. No, the midrabana. Chazal were masaki midrabana. You have to shake with an too. We're talking about, but when it's a minig, a minute can't establish something as a mitzvah. A minute can force you to do it. So there is a difference between a and a in, That's his point. Yeah, of course. In term, it, not in terms of the chiv, in terms of the chefzah. What am I being told to do? What, what is happening now that I'm doing it? Is this defined as a mitzvah or is this defined as just something I'm doing because I got a gun to my head called a minute? So, 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 between a and, and a chiv of, of course. <coughs> that's his point. That's his point. So he says like this. The minhaga like bracha. A minig is not choshev enough to have a bracha. So it's not because there's nothing commanding me. Of course there's a command. But it's not choshev enough by itself to warrant a bracha. So this is why Rabbi Tam holds. The Again, the reason why we don't make a bracha on a minig, says Rabbi Tam, is not because there's nothing compelling me to do it. It's not because of it's Ivanu. 
There's plenty of vitzivanos by a minig. But what's the issue? The issue is it's not choshev enough to, if, for it to have a bracha. Well, says Rabbi Tom, that's only true by clapping a ravis, where it's haka not choshev by itself, if not for the fact that I have a minig behind it. If it wasn't for the minig, you're just hitting branches on the floor. And the whole significance of the act is only because of the minig factor. The And since the whole significance is only because of the minig, that's not choshev enough to have a bracha. Aval halal, but when it comes to halal, ain't a bracha davka al chayvus kriyasa. The bracha over there is not only because I have to do this as a minik. Rak etzma halal atzmai. Since halal is kapitlach of tehillim, since halal is words of Torah, words of Torah by themselves are worthy enough for a bracha. That's the point. Shake, taking twigs and hitting on the on the floor. That not in a vacuum. Those that activity is not worthy enough for a bracha. So now, why do you want to make a bracha? Because there's a minig behind it. A minig is also not chashav enough to make a bracha. But now that you're dealing with saying hal rishchaydish, now the, in a vacuum that is worthy enough to make a bracha. Why? Because it's words of Torah. Now again, I can't just decide on my own to mm-hmm. to make a bracha on anything any safer that I open off the shelf. But if there's a minute backing up this particular limud in this particular time, fine. Then that's good enough to allow a bracha to be said. Because, again, we're dealing with something which, in truth, deep down, is worthy of having a bracha said upon it, which is words of Torah. It's just, again, usually I wouldn't be deciding for myself when to learn, when to make a unique bracha. But now that I have a minute backing me up, plus the fact that what I'm dealing with is something that is worthy of a bracha, namely Torah, so you can make a bracha on that. Huh? No, so Rabbeinu, you can. No, this is, this is, no because Rabbeinu Tam holds, not like Rashi, there is Leisasar on Minhagim. There is Leisasar on Minhagim. It's just the question of Rabbeinu Tam is, yeah, but is a minig chashiva enough to warrant a bracha? So that's where Rabbeinu Tam is making this chilek. Well, that depends on what activity you're doing in a vacuum. If what you're doing in a vacuum is clapping a ravis, then you're right. That, that act is not chashiv, and the minig compelling you to do it is also not chashiva enough to come together for a bracha. But when it comes to saying halam rishchaydesh, where the, in a vacuum the activity is Torah, which is chashiv, partnering that with, what, with being compelled by a minig, put that together, that's definitely chashiv enough to make a bracha. That's the sheet of Rabbi Natan. We're not, yeah, we're, not, we're not getting with Rashi. Rashi, maybe hold sack, you don't make a bracha. What about articles for like, Shemini Tzeres is a very interesting thing. Some people make a relationship with Sukkah on Shemini Tzeres, but not in the Sukkah, or they don't? Shemini no makes a bracha. So, so that's a big discussion. In this discussion is is Yontif Sheni. Is Yontif Sheni, which is obviously Shemini Atzeres is related to that. Yontif Sheni is a big discussion because Yontif Sheni is is a minig. The Gemara says it's a minig, and we seemingly and we do make brachas. You say uh, you know eat matzah the second night of Pesach. Lulav. You're making a bracha lulav and so on. So that's a discussion. We're not going into that. Right now, we're just focusing on really Halen Rish Chodesh, but it's a, but it's a Vichtiga point. The Gemara calls it a Minig, obviously, and Be'udayim. The Gemara calls it a Minig. So that's the question, though, how to define it. No, Minig doesn't... Okay, we're, we're used to thinking a Minig means if you're uh, Galiziana, that's your Minig. Right. There's such a thing of all of Kali, so keeping something, and it's a Minig. It's a minig of Klai Yisrael. It's a that's unique to certain people of Klai Yisrael. That, that's the big... It doesn't make a difference. Because what we're dealing with is this, is this issue. Is, uh-huh. is a minig... Again, according to Rashi, again, let's, let's break it down uh, simply like this. 
again, the Gemara says in, in Sukkah that we don't make a, a bracha on the minig of clapping our The question is why? Well, Rabbeinu, Rashi says very simple. It's because you can't, the word vitzivano doesn't make sense because there's nothing telling you, there's no leisaster, there's no deraisa compelling you to keep it. So according to Rashi, so finished, so finished. If it's called a minig, it means you can't say vitzivano. So there's nothing to talk about. Rabbeinu Tam is coming from a different approach, which is, of course you could say vitzivano. Yeah, why? Because I have to keep an agam too. I have to keep an agam too. So why, can't, why don't I make a bracha on a ravis? So it says Rabbi Tam, this stick and fundamental yisait. We don't make a bracha on something, even if you are compelled to do it, you can only make a bracha on it if it's chashiv. If it has a chashivis that would warrant a bracha. And the Gemara is trying to say is that if something is just a minig, it doesn't have the chashivis to warrant a bracha. But that's only true if you're dealing with something which is takanat chashiv by itself, and the only chashivas is because it's a minik. But says Rabbi Tam, when you're dealing with hal and rishchaydish, what are we talking about? We're talking about saying words of Torah. So words of Torah by themselves are chashiv. More than that, and words of Torah are not only chashiv, words of Torah are, are also, they, they themselves kind of halfway legitimize making a bracha to begin with. Because words of Torah mean, mean brachas anyway. So you're halfway there. So you're halfway there anyway because you're dealing with words of Torah. Okay, so the other half is taking care of the fact that you have a minik behind you. So you put that together, you can make a bracha. That's Rabbi Natan. The question of what the Bitzivano is on, is it on the act or, or on Lulay Sasser? So the Gemara says in Shabbos that it's, it's on like, it's, 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 it, Okay, that, that's a good question. It's, uh, it's, it could be Machlagas Rambam, Ramban, and Sefer Mitzvah. That's a big discussion. The Pashtas. Right, right. So the Pashtas is that it's Chazal telling me, but Chazal have strength behind them from Lulay Sasser. So it's like Lulay it's a little step removed. That would be the Pashtas. I mean, that, that's a discussion, the Rambam, the Ramban. If a person violates a Dinder Abbanan, are they violating that Dinder Isa? To a certain degree, you could say yes, because it's like, you know, it, it's the strength behind it. That's a discussion. We're not going to, it's going to take us away from the topic, but that's the idea. Okay, so this is, so fine. So, but here, here's the interesting observation, I think, when you think about Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam seems to be thinking of how, when you say Hal and Rishchaydash, did any of us ever think, it's a good question, I don't know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm actually asking this, okay? Did any of us ever think of Hallel as, like, saying Kipitach Tillam? Like, I, it's interesting. To me, I would not have thought of Hallel like that. Take a look at Marmokin number six. There's a tshuva that we have, a very interesting tshuva sefer, between Rabbi Avram, the son of the Rambam, and a contemporary of his named Rav Daniel Habavli. Okay? This Rav Daniel Habavli and Rav Avram go back and forth, most of the savers about, you know, Rav Dino Bavli asking kashas on the Rambam and Rav Ramban Rambam answering them. In one of the tshuvas, it's the savers called Maisenisim. So in the first seminar of Maisenisim, Rav Daniel Bavli is talking about, it's, it's, it's very Hanukkah related, it happens to be, he's talking about what exactly, we, we take it for granted that on Hanukkah there's the Nina Pursuing Nisa, right? Publicizing the Nase. And the, the back and forth between Rav Daniel Bavli and Rav Ramban Rambam is, like, what exactly is that idea about? Like, why do, why do we, ha- why, why are we assuming that we have to publicize Nisan. Like, where, where's this coming from? So that's the context of, of the tshuva. It's an interesting tshuva b'chalal. But in, in the middle of it, he's talking about saying halal. And Rav Daniel Babli says the following sentence. And to me, this, I think, would be the more pushed approach. But Rav Tam seems to be saying not like that. So Rav Daniel Babli says like this. Eina min nimna. If you ask me, says Rav Daniel Babli, like an interesting, he says like, uh, to me, you know, it's not impossible to say. In other words, he's being humble. Like, this is what I, this is what I think. That really, what is halal? Halal is about praising Hashem. Halal is about thanking Hashem and praising Hashem. What do you have to say? How do you express your praise and thanks? Whatever you want. 
And it's not like it has to be with these particular words. There's a mitzvah, whether it be a minig or whatever the thing is, to praise Hashem and to thank Hashem at that time. It's just that in order, like very often, what Chazal did is that they gave us words to allow us to express ourselves. So they said, you know what? Ah, talk, let's take those kapitel telem and we'll say that as halal. But the pshat, but the, and that's what Rabbi Dina is saying, is I think is the Pasha Pshat, is that the mitzvah of halal is not to say Taira. Like Rabbi Dina is, what is Rabbi Dina talking about? When, when you get up to lane, you know why you make a bracha? It's because what are you doing when you get up to lane or to get an aliyah? You're learning Taira, that's what it is. What are you doing when you're in Megillah Sester? It's Taira. What are you doing by Megillah's Rus? Taira. What are you doing by, by Haggadah? Taira. That's what you're doing by Halal? You're saying Taira? Not saying Taira. You're praising Hashem. You can praise Hashem in English. You can praise Hashem in French. Chazal, in order to streamline things and to get everyone on the same page, so we, Chazal sort of gave us a language with the Hillam. But that's what you're doing. You're, it's, it's Taira? what I'm saying. Like, I, to me, it's, it's uh, Rabbi Tam is, is making an assumption over here, is that the whole definition of halal is similar to other mitzvahs that we have, which is Torah-based. I understand that to say halal, you are using Kapitel Tillim, which technically is Torah, but that's what it is. I'll give you an example. When, when, when you're saying Pesukah de Zimra, right? Pesukah de Zimra before Shachras. So there's a whole discussion. According to many Rishonim, According to many Rishonim, you don't have to. You should say Berachas Torah in the morning because you know that's the what it says in the Siddur. But let's say a person didn't say Berachas Torah. Can you say Pesukah Dezimra? Like you realize the middle Pesukah Dezimra, I didn't say Berachas Torah yet. Like you have to stop. So according to many Rishonim, no. Why? I am saying Halukas. I'm saying Pesukim. That's not why you're saying it. You're not saying it because of Torah. You're saying it because of Tefillah. It's just that what am I supposed to say? I don't know. The, I don't know. The, I don't know the right words. So Chazal said, you know what? Let's use Tehillim as a way of. Uh, of expressing yourself, but you're not saying it because you're not, it's not like taking a safer off the shelf and learning. It happens to be just doing it during the avening. So what's Rabbi Natan talking about? That halal is Torah. It's a it's a Torah based mitzvah. It's not a Torah based mitzvah. It's a shiras v'sishbachas. It's a halal based mitzvah. But ha, the, what what language am I using? So I don't have. I'm not poetic. David Melch was poetic, so I use his poetry. But it's not it's it's not Torah based. The whole Rabbi Natan is is mamashachidish nefla. That that's what halal is. It's a Torah based mitzvah. Huh? But those examples that he's using are 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 the, those mysim are Torah mysim. The, the whole the whole the whole the mitzvahs that he's that he's using as a reference point, whether it be again uh, laning or mikra megillah and all these things. Those it's not just using words of Torah to get something done. The mitzvah is to learn. I mean, there's, 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 an, there's a mitzvah that's called Talmud Torah, and that demands a bracha. And now we have this new idea that even specific limudim require specific brachas. To make that extension from there to, to halal is a huge leap. Because halal is not a, 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 a halal is not a Torah-based mitzvah. Halal is poetry, and I could use my own poetry. So Chazal said, you don't use Dovnal's poetry, but it's not, it's not a Torah-based mitzvah. It's the same length. The bracha is the same length. Like yeah, but that's not. Yeah, but 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 again, but Rabbi Tam is telling us that the nature of that bracha is because what you're about to get involved in is is the mitzvah Talmud Torah. But that's not why you're doing it. That's bchalan not what the mitzvah that's is. Not, I, that's totally, totally good question. Yeah. I'm it, it is the bracha does. I understand if if it, it matches. You're you're laning eicha, you're laning uh, megillas rus. So I'm saying a bit of them, but fundamentally you're doing something different. It's fundamentally a different experience. So, the, so again, Rabbeinu, understand, Rabbeinu Tam is the one saying the Chiddush. 
it's again, you know, I, I remember I was in Eretz Yisrael, you know, as a bacher, and there was a chashav yid in, in Meir Sharm that would give like a chabura Thursday night to a few guys. I went to, to those things. So I remember once he had this whole shtickle tire about whatever. And like, and there was this one bacher there that kept on fighting him. I'm like, you know, maybe it's like this, maybe it's like that, you know, trying to. And at the end of the day, I remember this time of said, I'm trying to give answers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 I'm not making this up on my own. Like, there's a problem. There's a Gemara that doesn't make sense. There's a Ram doesn't make sense. I'm, being, I'm forced to say this. You should tell me, how do I know? I'm telling you how I know, because that's the answer. You know what I mean? Like, what are you making me crazy? So in other words, Rabbeinu Tam, but over well, here it's the opposite. Rabbeinu Tam is saying a Chiddush. Rabbeinu Tam is being a Chiddush, right? The Gemara is straightforward. No brachas on a Ravis. So Rabbi Tam is coming with the Chiddush, but I'm going to tell you that by how rich Chiddush you do. Well, to make that, ex- to, that then the Svar that Rabbi Tam uses to say that Chiddush better be rock solid. So if, if the Svar that Rabbi Tam is saying is because it's no different than making an Aliyah on, on, on the Torah, what do you mean? That, that, then I could come like that Bukhar and say it's not the same. Because Rabbi Tam is not coming to answer anything. He's not coming to solve a problem that already exists. He's coming with his own idea. So what are you doing? It doesn't seem like that. No, it doesn't. Rabbeinu Tam, of all people, was definitely willing to change the, the custom, right? His grandfather's tefillin, right? Rabbeinu Tam was confident. If, 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 if everyone is saying brachas on Rosh Chaydesh and Rabbeinu Tam says they're wrong, Rabbeinu Tam would say that they're wrong. So that Rabbeinu Tam didn't have a problem with that. So Rabbeinu Tam is saying his own Chiddush. So once he's saying your own Chiddush, it better be rock solid. So the, the assumption Rabbeinu Tam is making to Tzushtel, to draw a parallel between the brachas of Laning and the brachas of, of Pesach, Naipa Haggadah, and the brachas on Megillus Rus and Megillus Esther and so on, to also Bahala, to me that's a huge leap. Because what Rabbeinu Tam is, making, is, is assuming is that the whole Indian of, of Halal is a Torah-based mitzvah. And to me, it's a Shevach Vahidodike mitzvah that you're just using language of Tanakh. But it's not a Torah-based mitzvah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Don't you want to hear the answer? <laughs> yeah. No? That's fine. But I'm, I'm asking on the, on the assumption. Rabbi is making an assumption over here that he's talking about Hal in the same way he's talking about Laning. He's saying that, that the same way that Torah demands a bracha because the chefs of Torah, because whenever you're being Mekayim, the Mitzvah Talmud Torah, the Mitzvah Talmud Torah demands brachas, and even in unique, specifically mudim, so so too Hal and Rosh Chodesh. Hal and Rosh Chodesh is not a Torah-dikah mitzvah. That's too much of a chiddush. That's too much of a chiddush for Rabbeinu Tam to come up with his own idea that you make a bracha on Hal Rosh Chodesh. Too much of a chiddush. That what? But I'm telling you, but let's say a person didn't say Berch Zatar beforehand. So, let me kasha. I'm saying, but let's, let's hear, let's hear, let, 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 here, hold on, hold on. We'll, 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 afterwards, you come back, okay? We'll, we'll figure it out. Let's just get the, the, the final, final point. At the end of the day, we aren't KMH over here, so it has to, the answer always has to be with Panemius, okay? That's just the clock. So take a look at Marmok number seven. So again, the boiling it down, boiling it down. We have this, at least to me, what seems to be an oddity. Let's, you want to call it like that? It's not a kash. It's an oddity. Okay, something peculiar, something peculiar in the Shida Rabbeinu Tam. The Rabbeinu Tam is looking at Halal as very, very, a, a very Tyradika experience, not a, what I would say was usually like a Shavach V'haydodika experience that you're just using the language of Torah. Rabbeinu Tam seems to be looking at it as like Mamash Atar Dika Inyan, Al-Kadikach, that it's worthy of Birchus Atar. So, an observation, Akhopanan. So why, why would that be? Why would, chaza, why would Hal be like that? 
So really, we have to then ask a much more fundamental question. Is that why does God need our praises to begin with? It's a whole Indian. The whole Indian is saying how? To thank Hashem, to praise Hashem, it's Kilu. So by human beings, we want to get a pat on the back, we want to, you know, because we're so, we, we, have, we don't have a lot of self-esteem and so on. But the Rabbanu Shalom, what's the Tachas of saying Shalom? So Maramukha number seven, this is a piece, there's a, really this Torah starts by a piece from the Tzemech Tzedek in Derech Mitzvah The Rebbe Maharash was Marah, expanded upon it, and then finally the, the Rebbe, the, the, the Lubavitch Rebbe, Zatzal, in one of his Mamorim, expands this even further. So what we're going to see now is a Lushen of the Rebbe, because the Lushen that the Rebbe uses is just easier to deal with than the Tzemach Tzedek and the Rebbe Maharash. But he says like this. Now, the, the, it's from a country of La, on Lag Boimer and Tavshem Memchas. Now, he's not to, he, he, the, the question he's dealing with is a fascinating one. He says like this. He says, if you look in the Zara Kaddish, again, this, is a, this, this was the Rebbe Maharash's observation. If you look in the Zara Kaddish, you'll find that the other, the other Tanoim say they say praises and, 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 and thanks to Roshim Baruch Mamish for example, Rabbi Yudah of Kordle Shabbos. Rabbi Yudah would praise Rabbi Shimon and he would call Rabbi Shimon Shabbos. That Rabbi Shimon is the Bechina Shabbos. Or even more stark, it says in the Zar Kaddish, a praise of Rabbi Shimon Bar Chai, Man Pnei Oden Hashem. It says in Pasuk that by three times a year by, by Yantiv, you go to be Euler Regal to go to the base of Migdash to be Euler Regal. It says that the Zayar Kaddish, we don't have a base of Migdash today. So where do you go see to, fa- to see the face of God? Man Pnei Adon Hashem. Where do you find the face of God? Darajbi. That's Rishim Bar Chai. So, so, praises like this. Mamish Pili point. So what's the idea of praising Rishim? Like Lagbimer also, right? Bar Yechai, all the songs that we have. You have anyone else like this? You have songs of praise about that person? Maish Rabbeinu a little bit by Simchas Torah, right? Uh, uh, um, you know, Kiban Amram, right? That 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 pismon that we say. So, B'chal Rishon Barichai Moshe are related to each other. It says an Indian by these tzaddikim to pray. What's Indian praise? It says like this: So the reason to, to explain that we have to then ask. So you have to explain first why do we praise Hashem? What Hashem needs our praises. So what's Indian praising? So the Rebbe said, so it's well known, the explanation. It's well known because it's from the Rebbe Marash. And again, going back to the Tzimach Tzedek. These are the words. Everything that we do, again, is trying to accomplish something. This is the side of, Kol Tarakul is built on this. Everything that we do is trying to accomplish. Nothing that we do is passive or just reactive. Praising would seem to be somewhat passive. Like, God's amazing, God's amazing, I'm just pointing that out. Said the Tzimach Tzedek, that's not true. You're trying to be poil something when you praise. What are you trying to be poil? So he says like this. The Rabbani Shlilam Be'emes, all the worlds, the whole universe is the highest madrig of, of reality compared to God himself. Is, God is so much greater. But the, you know, in, in Chabad, the language is there are things that are greater because they're just the same type, but just bigger. And then there are things that are altogether different category. It's called Shloi Be'erech. Like, you know, a, uh, a big pumpkin is greater than a small pumpkin, but at least it's within the world of pumpkins. That's called, uh, that's called a, a relationship that's be'erech. They're related to each other, just one is bigger. The Rabbanu Shalom to the world is shaloi be'erech. It's shaloi be'erech. It's not the Rabbanu Shalom is greater or deeper or bigger. It's bechlau. It's ka'ayin entire All the universes are mamish nothing to the Rabbanu Shalom. Not, not because he's bigger. It's because bechlau. They mamish don't, don't uh, there's, there's, there's nothing to them. The hashpol Therefore, in order for the Rabbanu Shalom to invest himself into the world, 
who Yerida Gedoyal Gabayis Baruch, then that's talking about Mamisha Yerida. You're talking about not just stooping something big into a small space. You're, to, you're talking about taking something which is, which is altogether different and transcendent than putting it into a small space. There's one thing for the Rebbe to create the world. Okay, ye or let there be light. But that's not the Tachas of creation. The Tachas of creation is for that one God that said ye are to be in the R. For the one God that said Tachi arts let there be grasses, not just to create grasses, but for the Rebbe to, to to infuse himself in the grasses. Now that's a Yerida Gedoylash in Kamoya. That's a descent. That's Shalaika Erech. It's Shalaika Erech. You're talking about, it's it, 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 not just taking a big, a big pineapple and putting it into a small pineapple. You're talking about taking the infinite being himself and putting it into finite reality. It's altogether something. It's Shalaika Erech. The Rabbana Shalom can do it, because the Rabbana Shalom is God, so he can do it. But in order for that to happen, we have to said the Tzemach Tzadik Lachin, B'kdei la'oyrer etzle yisbarach harotzayn, la'ashpia ba'olemis, in order to awaken within the Rabbana Shalom that desire k'viachal, and to, and to motivate that process, which is taking the Rabbana Shalom k'viachal himself, and, and that he should invest himself in finite reality, that's what we're doing when we praise Hashem. The aim of praising Hashem is to, is to, is to somehow, see, what's a praise? Praising is, all praises that we have for the Rabbana Shalom is basically describing him as Shalai Ka'arach. We don't say about the Rabbana Shalom that he's bigger than us. We don't say, Rabbana Shalom, you're, just, you're smarter than us. The praises that we have for Rabbi Shalom are that there's no one like you, there's nothing, there's nothing to compare you to. All praises are trying, what an amazing thing, from our planet Earth, with our human brains and our human experiences, to try to relate and connect to that side of God, which is Shalaika Erech. That's what a praise is. Why are we doing that? It's because what we're trying to do is to draw down into our world that side of God, which is Shalaika Erech. And the only one that can do that is God, but we have to make the kalim for it. And what we do to, to begin that process of Yerida Gedal Shein Yerida Kamayu, that descent for the infinite one himself to be invested in finite reality, is that we, in finite reality, have to expand our minds to begin to contemplate how God is Shalaika Erech. And the more, and, and that's, that's what we're trying to do. That's what, you follow this? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to orient ourselves and open our minds to think about God as not just the bigger, uh, you know, the bigger tomato. He's not just a bigger tomato. He's shleik erech. And that's what every praise is about. And the more we praise Hashem in such a way, the more we're opening up in our world that channel to, to, to not just uh, an aspect of God. Mamash to God himself, that he should be able to come in. And this is why Chazal say, First you should praise Hashem and then daven. Because even though davening is a mitzvah, and if there's a mitzvah, it means that it has power. But first you have to praise Hashem. Because by praising Hashem, you're, you're inspiring, you're, being, you're awakening within the, within the bayre the desire of He Himself to come into the world. Not just for Him to say, let there be light, but that He should be invested in the light comes through our praises. That awakening comes through our praises. And said the Rav Marash, and the same thing is with Rishim Ba'echai, Kivyachal. Shemit said, Oitzem alasi shal Rashbi, the unbelievable greatness of Rishim Ba'echai, Legabi Shar Tanoim, 
relative to the other Tanayim, Shay moved the man by the the Ain Arach. The relationship between Rabbi Shimon and the other Tanayim is also Shalaika Arach. Rabbi Shimon wasn't just a greater Tana. It's altogether a different, a different category. And when you're dealing with something that's a different category, how do you, and, and you want that other category to be invested into your category, the only way to do that, to make that point of contact, is with praises that you are acknowledging the different categoriness of the being that you're praising. And by you being in your place and, and talking about a being, whether it be Rishim or Lahavdal or Banish and you're talking about him in a way that's like Erech, then that's a way of inspiring and bringing the Rabbanish Shleilam, even from his side of things, as Shleike Erech, into our world. How does that last step work? If anything, it's I'm, I'm identifying the fact that my, my space doesn't have this. This, the very this fact that you're able to say it, and the very fact that you're that you're that you're that you're saying it, the Rabbanu Shlom hears that and, and uses that as momentum, as as kviyachal inspiration to then descend down. Because the, the fact that you're even able to acknowledge the fact that the Rabbanu Shlom like erech means that you have some sort of that that that's a yachas. It's a yachas. The fact like everyone like saying I don't know already you know it, it's a sugya by itself. I'm not I'm not going to overwhelm you. It's a sugya. By itself, but you know, the, in 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 the halachas of Bezdin, there's halachas of of a psak. If a psak is given, then it has certain significance to it. If a dayan says, "I don't know," so it's interesting when the dayan says, "I don't know," it's also called a psak regarding certain inyanim, because saying "I don't know" means that I I'm connected to what we're talking about. I don't know. When 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 we say Rabbanu Shalom, I, I, every praise that we say is Rabbanu Shalom. I, I don't know who you are. That means I'm acknowledging the Rabbanu Shemashleike Erech, he's beyond a different category than me, but I, I acknowledge that. I recognize that. That itself means a, means a connection. So this is what halal is. Halal is not just stop praising Hashem. Halal is a way of drawing the Rabbanu Shloilam into the world, of inspiring that, of starting that process. Now here's the next step. What's the vehicle in which the Rabbanu Shloilam comes into the world? So halal is what, halal inspires it, halal gets it going, halal triggers the process. But then when the Rabbani Shalom hears that praise and he says, you know what, you know what, I, that means I, I want to be with them, I want to be in their world, because they're already opening themselves up to me and not, and not, not, not just thinking of me as the bigger tomato, but he's, they're thinking of me, they're acknowledging me and they're connecting to me in such a way that it's like Erech and the Rabbani says, okay, fine, so now I want to be in that place. What's the vehicle in which God comes into our world? That's called Tyra. That's called Tyra. Tyra is, Chazal, the Pasuk says, that's the first words of Tyra, right? I am giving myself over in these words. So really, so the process is, is that Hal and Haida is a way of, of triggering Tyra itself. It, it's a way of triggering a process of Yerida, which is what Tyra is. So it comes to Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam says one second, that when you're saying halal, you're, saying, you're not just saying words, and you happen to be using a, t- a tehillim to, to say it. It's, it's a Torah experience. Because, because what, is, what is what are you trying to do with halal? What you're trying to do is draw the Rabbeinu Shalom down into this world where the Rabbeinu Shalom is shalaika erech, but he's still part of the world. The only vehicle for that to happen is Torah. That's what Torah is. So it's not the shot that... It, it, that, that, that the whole sugi of halal is... Is the the mechani- is a mechanism in which Torah becomes in which, and since that's what Torah is, 
the, the Torah is the Rabbanu Shalom, not a piece of who he is, not just a, a larger part, a, a larger being from the world, but the Rabbanu Shalom, the essence of God, who is Shalai Ke'erech, and that essence being invested in the world is what Torah is. I, meaning my myself, who is Shalai Ke'erech of the world, is infused in Tyra. Since that's what Tyra is, so that means that now we have two things. We have Halal, which is the trigger, which is the Osiris, the the cause, and then you have the effect. And the effect is Tyra. Now the principle is as follows. Within in Pinyasatar we have a principle that cause and effect always have to reflect each other. If you want to awaken something, then the then the Hisiris that you are trying to create you have to you you have to, the, the, what what the hisiris has to reflect what you're trying to be ma'ir. So since what you're trying to be ma'ir, since what you're trying to, the result that you're trying to get is basically the emergence of tyre into the world, then the hisiris that you have to use to trigger that has to be reflective of that. You have to we have to be able to see the effect in the cause. And so since Halal is the cause and the effect is Tyra, therefore the Tyra has to be embedded and infused and seen within the Halal. And this is why Alpi Halacha, Rabbeinu Tam is telling us a Chiddush, that Halal is a Torah Dekin Mitzvah. Because what, since Halal is, the, is what it's trying to be Ma'orer, is the appearance of Tyre into the world, which is again a vehicle through which the Rabbi Nishlam Shloike Erech enters into the world. And the way in which that is triggered is through the Hal and the Haidah, the praise that we say. So since you have the cause which is which is the praise and the effect which is the Tyra, in 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 Kabbalah we're taught again that the effect has to be seen in the cause. It can't just be apples and oranges. The 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 the, the has to contain within it the materials, so to speak, through which the effect is going to take place. They have to parallel each other, they have to mirror each other. And so therefore, the hisoirus, which is halal, in halacha has to be seen as a tyridic experience, because only a tyridic experience of halal is going to be able to trigger and to and to be the cause for the effect of tyra itself, which is what you want, of a non-nafshik savas And this is why ultimately, Rabbi Natam is being megaltas, the secret, that halal is a tyridic mitzvah, because that's what halal is, in Pneumius, that's what Hal is trying to be a cause for. That's what it's trying to awaken. The the appearance of the Rabbi Nishlam Shalaika Erech in our world, which is exactly what Tyra is. Since Halal is trying to awaken Tyra, so the cause has to reflect what it's trying to awaken. Therefore, Halal itself has to be defined as a Tyra Mitzvah. No, Hashem Shalapa is Takwish Bizaicha too. To see all the hashpayis tayvis that comes, and that's what Hal is trying to do. Hal is trying to bring hashpayis in the world which are shleik erech, and hashpayis shleik erech is tyre itself. And so, since Hal is trying to awaken that, so Hal has to reflect that within itself, and that's why Hal is a Torah-based mitzvah. So, at the end of the day, through our learning itself and through connection to Torah and through praising Hashem, we should hakabizaychat hashpayis mamish adli die in a way of shleik erech biyas kol tzedek mihir v'minu amen.